Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, removing barriers to grow your people. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Eric Beck. Eric is one of the world's most provocative thinkers about society's growing lack of meaning at work and the way to reconnect and empower the digital generational by creating a new game worth playing at work, in schools, in families, and in our institutions. Eric has worked with entrepreneurs, leaders, governments, and businesses to help people reach their creative maximum. He has spoken to over 10,000 people live and drawing on his experience as a U.S. Army vet, jazz musician, educator, and 22-year strategic business coach. Featured on many podcasts, webinars, and events, Eric shares what he's learned from the best in the world of music, education, business, and philosophy. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Eric Beck. Hey, hey, thank you so much. Well, first off, Eric, why do you do what you do? <laughs> because uh, we've inherited a system that leaves us in a place we really don't want to be. I think most of us feel uh, in the, cur- the current situation, to some degree or another, trapped. Uh, maybe not able to fully express who we are, uh, not able to really feel like what we're doing is meaningful or is going to make a long-term impact. Now, now, it's not everybody, and it's not to an infinite degree, but most of us don't like our jobs. They don't like work. We don't like the economy, and we feel, just to be honest, kind of like slaves trapped in the system, and And I think that people are are born to be free. Um, and so it's been my life's mission and calling to help create the circumstances and structures, especially in the entrepreneurial space, for people to not only be able to express the fullness of their ideas, but their sense of calling, the life trajectory they're on, so that it does not have to be a win-lose trading five days of one thing for two days of another. And before we started recording, you mentioned that you've been thinking a lot about reinvention in the gales of creative destruction. Talk a little bit about that. Yes, I love that phrase, and I love how you said it, too. Um, I think as entrepreneurs, we all have to come back to, is it simply finding an opportunity to buy something for a dollar and sell it for two? Um, well, yeah, I mean, Adam Smith, and right, that's the basis of what we do. But in reality, though, if it's not connected to something bigger than that, it doesn't have the passion, it doesn't have the driving force. And um, one of the things that I've found with so many of my clients is that when times change, um, it can really shake all of us. It's my, my one of my favorite quotes, and I think it's John Kelly, or it's attributed to him, which is, in times of change, learners inherit the earth, while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. That is it. Like, if we are not continuing the process of growth and development of reinvention, then we are getting left behind. And I feel like that's when we have to, we're forced to, it's a Bonhoeffer quote that I can't give you at the moment, but it's something to the effect of we'll be forced to deal with other people's decisions because we didn't take the momentous step to act now. And so reinvention to me is is that thing of being willing to creatively let go to allow the destruction uh, to some extent of what we thought the market needed, what we thought people were driven by, and really take the brave step to create that blue ocean and go into some place that maybe people think that that's a lost cause, that's not going to make any sense. But in reality is what we really need is people authentically pre- 
you know, pursuing their passion uh, and bringing that to the world in a way that can be, you know, can be utilized and can be effective. So that reinvention is the opportunity to say, instead of fighting against circumstances, how can I utilize this creative destructive cycle that we're all in uh, to propel something that could be even better than what we're doing today? What do you say to those who say, why don't we just get out of the creative destructive cycle? Why don't, why don't we just decide that we should go back to much more simpler lives and simpler and, and, and simplify things and, and not allow all of this new innovation and technology to bypass us? Let's go back to you know, subsistence farming and all of that. <laughs> yeah, we should. But that's a kind of destruction. Right. If we're going to destroy the modern way of living and say we do need to get back to nature, we do need to get back to our core, we need to find our edge, we need to get back into the physical world, not just the mental world. Absolutely. I say, you know, set the explosives and blow it up like, yes, but even that is going to bring us back to face-to-face. And again, saying that, having done a lot of wilderness survival courses, and I've been in, you mentioned before, I was in the U.S. Army. So I'm very familiar with that. Really, you know, you only have what you take with you into the wilderness sort of a situation. It is priceless, and everyone should, (laughs) to whatever extent they can, pursue that because it does deconstruct what is the most important thing, which is not just is it technology or not, Because you could say, well, a knife is technology. So go back to flint knives. We'll go back to no knives. Like how far back is no technology? A spear is technology. So, But what we're really looking at in terms of the deconstruction is the false ideas, the limiting beliefs, the pretenses that we build up, sometimes because of modern conveniences, but sometimes because you're in a tribe, you know, 10,000 years ago with this horrific ritual, right? That is like, well, that can't, that's not good either. So I think it is saying, hey, whatever idea that I have that, that I'm running into here, am I willing to really walk around the other side of that and say, you know, is that true? Is that useful? Are we really moving forward in that way? So I say both and. Um, I love modern technology, but I it's very near and dear to my heart, the idea of rewilding, uh, because it does let us connect with our roots in a way I think that is lost in the modern culture. But also, uh, there's a practicality to it. I still like going to the store to get groceries. Like I, you know, I don't have a farm where I'm growing all my food, but I am growing some food. I am. And, you know, and so I, I do feel like, you know, if we outsource too much, we lose our capability, our sense of capability, because we don't know how to stitch a wound. We don't know how to do this. We don't know how to do that. Everything is outsourced. And that makes us feel, I think, pretty insecure. Not that you have to master all those things, but deconstructing the modern comfort to say, hey, I need to make myself uncomfortable on purpose to stay in touch. So maybe if it is a weekend in the woods, Maybe that is what you should do. But maybe it's a weekend in New York City. Maybe it's making that presentation to a venture capital firm that just scares the bejesus out of you. So, see, it's really not about the context as much as it is about the content in this case of being willing to let go and see what what new thing can be built. I think my my response to that question is similar to yours, but I always take it in the direction of – you're denying the na- very nature of human beings, which is to create. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, in whatever age you could go back to or project in the future, we still are facing the problem that 
we need inherent meaning and value in in where our focus goes. And we have to live. We are physical, fleshly creatures that need to eat and breathe and live a life. And so connecting those two, really sparking that fire inside of someone, to me, is what lights up the burning down of what's unnecessary. I love that definition. You may have heard it before of discipline, the removal of that which is unnecessary. I love the idea of, of the sculptor, right? It's removing removing, removing until the, the sculpture is now perfect. You think of sculpture like of David or something like that. Um, that's what I'm thinking of when I say creative destruction. We can't burn everything down. That would just be anarchy. And that's like cutting your, your way out of your parachute while you're falling through the air. I'm free. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about, right? But we also can't just be buried in the structures of the past that are clearly not serving us. And that's where that courage to step forward and say, hey, let's uh, let, let's see what can be done here is really exciting to me. And Eric, we have an exit question we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? That's a great question. I feel like I have quite a few, but I'm looking across my office at my father's fire helmet. Um, he was a fireman and I never knew him. Uh, and I'll try to say this without becoming too emotional, but um, he died when my mom was pregnant with me, and I grew up listening to stories about him. And as I got older, I was able to meet some of the guys who were in the fire department with him when he died um, in a fire in downtown Atlanta many years ago and asked him, them to say, hey, don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me about who he really was. And I was so pleased that that there was just a depth that they shared um, uh, he never knew me and didn't have any other kids besides me. I have six boys and I feel like every day as a parent, you know, part of my approach to being a father is to honor him and to honor his memory. And so while there wasn't a direct experience, maybe in the ways that I would have wanted, um, I definitely would say he's at the top of the list. And lastly, Eric, how can somebody contact you? Oh man, love to hear from you guys. Um, foundersfire.com. Uh, that is our, our main website, and uh, you can get there and see about our coaching programs, retreats, workshops, all kind of good stuff. So we'd love to hear from you. All right, Eric Beck, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. 